everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where in less than 20 hours from now, Rawway, New Jersey will never be the same. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, General Manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm the voice, face, and, I don't know, insane person behind the challah making in my new little project, Breaking Bread Oven. You can find us at Breaking Bread Oven on Instagram. I'm getting a lot of great feedback. Thank you so much for following Thanks for liking the videos. Thanks for watching the videos. Um, and thanks for asking what I do with all of the challahs I make every single week. That is a very good question. And to be honest with you, I just give them away. Anything that I have cut open, ripped open, broken apart, taken a bite out of, that stays in the house. That is uh, for the dining pleasure of everyone who lives at Casa della Wallach. All of the whole challahs are given away to a variety of people. That's, that's really what I do with it. But I get that question a lot. I'm happy to answer it. But again, follow us on Instagram, Breaking Bread Oven on Instagram. And I just want to thank Yoni Pollock. He's really been instrumental in the dropping of the videos, the editing of the videos, guiding me with all of the Instagram back and forth. I really know nothing about it. So I thank Yoni because any of the uh, traction, success, any of what we're putting together is just uh, really a testament to what he knows about social media because I admittedly don't know anything about social media. You can find me here every Thursday right after Allison and right before Nahum's Live Lunch. It is a dreary, rainy Thursday here in New York, but who cares? Because tomorrow morning in Rahway, New Jersey, our Lag Baomer Extravaganza, yeah, I can't do it the way Nahum does it, so I'm just going to do it like I do it, Extravaganza, like somebody from Long Island, our Lagbomer musical extravaganza begins at 6 a.m. My thanks to Avram Rosenblum and the, the, the Diasperados, and of course, Arie Kunstler, who are performing tomorrow morning. We are super excited. My thanks to all of our sponsors and, of course, to our chairman, Steve Adelsberg, and our New Jersey chairman, Ralph Rosenbaum, and everyone involved in this effort. It's really... it's. It's really incredible. I, 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 of course, need to give a major shout-out to our friends at Mizrahi, Rabbi Ari Rockoff, everyone there who is, as soon as they heard of the project, they jumped on. They jumped on board, and why not? It's good stuff. Lagba Omer is great, great Jewish music, great live music. I mean, we all, as Steve Adelsberg said Wednesday morning, was it Wednesday? Was it yesterday already? Oh, my gosh. On JM and the AM. Everyone wants to get out. That's right. Everyone wants to get out. So let's get out together on Friday. Make sure not to miss a minute of the programming. We'll be on Facebook Live. You can watch us. You can listen. You can dance along at home. You can sing along in your car. Just be a part of everything that we're doing. Let's do the national holidays. Today is International Dance Day. Yeah, I got to tell you, I actually think I saw somebody participating in this. I drove in this morning. Waze took me some crazy circuitous route in order to avoid traffic, and I'm sitting at a red light in the Bronx. Yeah, I, I told you it was circuitous. Anyway, I'm sitting at a red light in the Bronx, and um, all of a sudden I see a woman on the sidewalk with a massive hula hoop and big headphones, sunglasses, and a mask. I mean, she was having her whole own dance party by herself on the uh, on the sidewalk, but it was hysterical. But everyone was smiling. Everybody in all the cars who were at that red light were just smiling. So shout out to Hula Hoop Woman and keep on dancing. It's also Poem in Your Pocket Day. 
I do not have one. It's walk at lunch day. Well, we'll be doing the live lunch today, so I'm not sure we'll be walking then, but I may walk to pick up lunch. I hope that counts. Um, it's World Wish Day. I'm not sure what that is, but I do have a feeling it has something to do with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, the Rangers actually had something very cool this week. There was a um, a child who, through the Make-A-Wish Foundation, wanted to sing the national anthem at Madison Square Garden at the beginning of a Ranger game. And because all of the national anthems that are being performed at Ranger games right now are pre-recorded because of COVID, um, this kid, I mean, this teenager, was able to do that and fulfill his wish. So that's pretty great. It's also National Zipper Day. And ironically enough, I broke my zipper on my favorite vest the other day. So maybe it is time to get that fixed. It's also my reminder, folks, yes, wash your hands. Good, wear a mask, but please get vaccinated. I'm begging you. We need to achieve herd immunity. We got to get out of this already. Please get vaccinated. If you have not yet gotten vaccinated, if you have questions, there are plenty of interviews with the people from JOMA that are available on the JM and AM archives. They've also been tweeted out. They've been posted on Facebook. There are websites. You can ask your questions. We're here to reassure you that getting vaccinated is safe and getting vaccinated is good for you and for everyone around you. Let's do our fortune cookie. That was me because we still have no sound effects here in the studio. Look around yourself. Your answer is nearby. All right. I guess my answer is Nahum. That's all I got for you. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and we are joined. I mean, he's known by one name. He's like, you know, Ohad or 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 Cher. He's Judd. Yes, Judd from Judd's Memphis is on the phone with us this morning, but he is not in Memphis, and he is not in the five towns. He, in fact, is in Miami. We're going to hear all about what he is doing there right now. Judd, good morning. Good morning. What's going on, guys? You know, living the dream, buddy. Living the dream. And it's oh, yeah. <laughs> that's my answer these days, by the way. And it seems so are you. And let me explain what I mean by that. You know, there the the closing of Judd's Memphis on Central Avenue probably was, you know, both both you know good and a bad thing, so to speak, as a business owner. Am I right? Sure. I mean, it, it got. I mean, we really loved. Our, we had our, we had a great time there. It was awesome. We had you know really loyal people there, and I love the five towns. I love New York in general. But uh, we, not by any plan of our own, uh, were able, were shut down about I'd say a couple months before Corona, which in a, is kind of bittersweet because right. a lot of people, as you know, in the restaurant world, if they're they were were kind of bleeding cash during that time. So I you know I was able to go into private chefing back to where I was originally and. Uh, also consulting and working on some new things that we're doing down here. Right. So, again, exactly. Like, it had its pluses and its minuses. And, of course, in so many situations like this, you don't know that there'll be pluses when, you, when you're when you in the, the heart of it, when you're in the thick of it. But, of course. But, of course. But when you have faith that there's a bigger plan and that a plan, please, God, will be shown to you, look, mm-hmm. it was shown to you. How great is that? You're right now in the middle of this endeavor, which I have to say is probably one of the best examples of pivoting I have seen during Corona <laughs> because every, is it, is it every Sunday now that you board a flight to Miami? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the, the pivoting only works if you have a really, really uh, amazing wife uh, that lets you go and do Truth. these things. But, uh, um, but uh, I, yeah, every Sunday, uh, about every Sunday, usually I go alongside uh, uh, my partner, Benji Heimoff, uh, who owns Elite Cafe in Queens and Bra- the Bravo in Queens. Um, and he was getting ready to start up this uh, 
uh, Bravo Pizza in North Miami Beach. Uh, we were actually looking all over Miami to find the right location, and uh, we, we settled on uh, a really cool area uh, where in North Miami Beach where there's tons of, uh, you know, huge from community, over like around 1,500 from families just in North Miami Beach alone. Wow. Uh, and, uh, and we have been setting up shop here. We're working out a few kinks, but we come every Sunday until Friday. Uh, and we've been doing it for months now, and it's hectic and crazy, but it's also super rewarding. And as soon as this is, uh, you know, fully ready and operating on its own, we're we've got a lot of new plans as well. You know, it's one. It, first of all, I think it's amazing. I also think it's amazing that Bravo Pizza has has become a brand. It's not just become a brand of pizza; it's destination pizza, and I mean that wholeheartedly because I will drive for a good slice of pizza. I really will. And oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Because it's no different to me than somebody who drives for a good burger. Like if you're enjoying uh-huh. if you're enjoying the food that you're eating, you're enjoying the food that you're eating. So so to go to Miami, I mean, I joked with you. Last, uh, you know, a couple days ago, my gosh, I'm losing track of time. I joked with you a couple days ago that I'm coming to South Florida and I'm coming to you for a slice of pizza. Now, let me be honest with you. I am not supposed to be in Miami. (laughs) uh, You better, though. But I am. But I am because Bravo is a destination for pizza. And to be very honest with you, your name is almost like the good housekeeping seal of approval. Because I know that if if you're putting your name to something, I want to eat it. And I and I've proven I that. that, right? I've proven that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You're so you're always been like super, super duper loyal and supportive to me, and I appreciate that so much. The whole show has been really amazing. It's amazing to me. It's great. Well, we like to support good guys going doing good things, and this is one of those cases. Let's talk about how Elite Cafe on Main Street in Queens has now become this this forward thinking. Um, endeavor, this forward-thinking business enterprise almost, that is now trying to, you know, build in a, mor- in, in a variety of different cities. How did that come about? So basically, um, I'm very good friends with Benji, again, Benji Heimoff, uh, and we, uh, he had Elite Cafe for a while. He's turned it into something that really, over the years, uh, it has been, you know, just growing and growing and not just staying stagnant in the you know, the Israeli Mediterranean style, uh, uh, you know, uh, dairy, dairy style that we see in so many uh, places nowadays. He wanted to kind of break out of that mold, make some more fun breakfast items, make some more fun American style dairy items that maybe you don't see in every one of these, uh, um, you know, cafes that we that we have been popping up over the years. And he really wanted to stand out. So aside from everything that he's been doing already, we sat, we sat down and I said, you know what, I'm going to break into uh, a little bit of dairy, which is out of my comfort zone originally. Right, and right. I said, um, especially with all of the faux protein, uh, you know, the faux meats now, uh, I just thought that there was some really good opportunity. Uh, I spent a few months uh, going uh, in the kitchen over there and at Elite and really working on flavors, trying to see if my flavors could could mold perfectly with some of these, uh, specifically the Impossible Burger, which I like. I happen to like more than Beyond, but... Um, but uh, it's really malleable. There's a lot of great opportunities with it. So I took the same flavor that I did with my uh, $100 burger, and I put it into the, that meat, and then we made not only a great and unique Impossible Burger that I really feel like you can't get anywhere else, and uh, uh, but we also took that same protein and we put it in great flatbreads and, uh, uh, and pizzas and then moved over to when Benji bought during the uh, during the – and, you know, the heart of the pandemic, Benji actually 
purchased the uh, Bravo Pizza on, in Kew Garden Hills. Mm. And when he, when he bought it, uh, we saw that as an opportunity to extend more creative ideas. So now, only in the Bravo that he owns here, here in Miami and also there in Queens, none of the other Bravos can you get uh, our Judd's Meat Lover's Pizza, which has oh. uh, my maple bacon aioli on it on top of the Sicilian dough with the cheese and, and our crumbled impossible meat flavored the way that, you know, Judd's flavors things. And, and, uh, and, and we have great barbecue chicken pizza with the chicken from, uh, you know, the, you know we, we happen to use the Gardein chicken, which I like a lot. Oh, and, that's uh, good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we really picked proteins that are not just, okay, you know, back in the day when this stuff used to first came out, we were saying, you know, people would say, oh, we have the fake pepperoni or whatever. They'll just buy whatever one is closest to them. We wanted to make sure that any protein that we were using actually was good. It had a good texture when it's cooked. It had, you know, good flavor, and then it could be seasoned. Uh, it could be molded into whatever we wanted to as well. That's incredible. My God, I have so many questions for you. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nakam Siegel Network, and we're talking to Judd of Judd's Memphis, who's now Judd of Judd's Bravo Pizza in Miami, <laughs> along, along with his partner, Benji Hamoff. Let me ask you a question, Judd. You're a meat guy. At the end of the day, you're a meat guy. Are you enjoying working with these faux meat products the way you do enjoy working with real meat? Um, I, I was hesitant, but now that, like, I, when I get to work with, like, Benji's products, you know, whether it's the, you know, the dough quality, whether it's, uh, you know, the quality of all the ingredients in general, it, it kind of, uh, it kind of, uh, you know, made me feel a little bit more comfortable to work with it because I saw that these products would be, these ingredients would be able to, I'd be able to shine with them as a platform. Mm. So it's been, it's been a little bit of, you know, trial and error, but for the most part, pretty enjoyable and exciting. And, you know, I'm always looking for, I'm always looking for new uh, stuff uh, coming out in the parv and dairy world as well, because look, the world is moving. I hate to say this as a, <laughs> as a meat guy, but the world is moving very vegetarian, vegan centric, and you have to uh, pivot, you know? A hundred percent. I'll tell you, pivot is such a tough word to hear anymore during during Corona or at the end of Corona, as I like to think we are. But you yeah. have you have turned this. You and Benji have have sort of you're such an out of the box thinker in general that you literally commuting to Miami, the two of you commuting to Miami almost is, as my kids would say, on brand. Like it just makes sense that you would do something that you would see an opportunity in another community and say, okay, buses, you know, planes are like buses. Let's get on a plane and let's go to work. And that's what you Especially do. Especially nowadays. It's like a hundred dollar round trip right now. So you got to take advantage of that. You know, a hundred percent. And as long as you're wearing a mask, you don't get thrown off a plane and end up on buses. Naya's correct. Correct. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, funny now, right? Um, but but the uh, yeah. truth of the matter is, is that, again, like as somebody, me, who has not been, as I like to say, flashics on purpose, since I'm 14, mm. obviously I've bitten into things and realized, hey, I think I have to wait six hours now. Um, but those things have not been on purpose. But as somebody who has been looking for or, or looking forward to a, a, a whole stash, a whole like menu of really high quality pariv and dairy cuisine that'll meet the expectations of my palate because you know me I like to eat and I and I enjoy uh -huh. my food and I enjoy my food but I don't want another quote unquote veggie burger I, I really don't so all of this that you're creating is really like speaking to people like me it's exciting for people like me and this is going to sound crazier but in a family of meat eaters, 
they too look forward to this. And I wonder if you're seeing more families coming in together as opposed to the wife or the husband bringing their spouse, schlepping them to try the Impossible Burger. Like, are you seeing families embracing this? Yeah, well, first of all, in Bravo, we haven't even released the actual burger like we did in Elite yet, so that's going to be fun, and people are going to really, really love that. And I think that, to answer your question, people are for sure uh, coming in, in with the entire family, and they're all equally uh, interested in trying uh, some of these different slices. And the best thing we get, uh, the best compliment we get, with more, even more that, than the families coming and everybody enjoying it, is uh, when somebody that's not Jewish uh, comes in and they eat it and they tell me that it tastes traif, that's the best. Right. <laughs> By the way, I totally, I love that. And it's, of course, it's such a great compliment, but it's so crazy. But it's it's like, crazy, but it's a good compliment. It is, it is. A hundred percent. It really is. So what is your favorite thing that you make right now for you? For Not, not that's being enjoyed by the consumer, but for you, Judd, what's the favorite thing that you like to eat and that you make? So right now I'm trying to, it, it, it kind of goes hand in hand where I'm trying to develop these flavors for uh, a future venture that we're going to be doing, but uh, it's something that I really heavily enjoy as well. It's uh, birria tacos. Uh, birria tacos are pretty much, I don't know if you've heard of uh, um, a French dip, uh, but uh, a French dip is basically when you take uh, a traditionally a roast beef sandwich uh, thinly sliced uh, roast beef, and then you dip it into, it comes with like a little cup of au jus, uh, uh, like a gravy dripping, right. and you dip the whole sandwich with the bread, full, the whole thing, into this cup of au jus, and you, and you eat it. It's called the French dip. Right. So, uh, so birria tacos, which uh, kind of emerged from Jalisco, Mexico, and it's uh, in original, originally, they are tacos that are, well, usually with go- shredded goat, but in our case, we're using a lot of times mostly shredded beef. Mm-hmm. And it's shredded beef in a taco that is dipped. The, the, sh- the taco itself is a corn tortilla that's dipped into this consomme that's like a, a day and a half steeped, uh, you know, uh, uh, like rich co- a red consomme that's filled with uh, all kinds of peppers, different styles of hot peppers and, and tomato base and everything else. And you then, then when you have the taco fully dressed up and ready to go, you have this side cup of consomme that you're dipping the taco into and eating as well. So it's like a French, a Mexican French dip, kind of. I am. It's really good. I'm sitting here completely stunned. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sitting here completely stunned because, first of all, it sounds amazing, and obviously, it's totally up my alley. But, but what made you go in that direction? I mean, you're not really the Latin food guy. Um, I really am appreciative of every style of food, which is why we originally, when Judd's first opened, uh, in, even in the private uh, area before uh, we got into uh, storefronts, we were going to be Judd's, it was going to be a smokehouse. We decided that's kind of overplayed. Uh, I don't know exactly how long that is going to last as far as a trend, and I wanted to uh, kind of be separate. So when we did Judd's Memphis Kitchen, it kind of opened up the uh, ability to be creative in whatever style or, uh, that I saw fit. So whether it's a little bit of cool Mexican food or if it's, you know, my favorite, I love dumplings. So like Ugh. I, there's, a, there's a million styles of dumplings, right. obviously. So, right. so uh, I, I would, I, I could get creative with that. I can get, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be just American or Southern comfort or barbecue or smoke. It can be whatever I'm in the mood for. And I, and I've been curating for the last, uh, few months, even probably since the beginning of the pandemic, uh, 
you know, a really tight list of my favorite things, and that's what's going to come into place soon. That's so cool, and it's a crazy thing that you're bringing this up now because this morning my daughter says to me, my one of my daughters asks me if there's a way to make a par of gravy. And I said, oh, for sure. I said, a power of gravy. Yeah. But like, I was trying to figure out like, what angle is she going? She's like, I said, yeah, but why? She's like, can we have poutine for dinner? And I'm like, all right, well, first of all, poutine is not for dinner. But, but, you know, <laughs> but she's young enough to, to, to make me wonder, how does she know about poutine? But amazing to think that her brain is already going in the direction that being able to make something that's usually meat into a par of dish that's still worth eating and not the words I used to can't used to hate to hear, which are, oh, it's good for this. Like, oh, it's a it's a good substitute for it. But no, something that's worth eating. Like she knows what poutine is. And we're not Canadian. Right, exactly. But 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 she understands that there's a whole world of kosher food out there that is literally at her fingertips in a way that it wasn't for me, for us when we were kids. And I think that's incredible. Let's talk for a second. Let's talk for a second about tripping kosher because I know that we are running out of time and I have a literally a stopwatch in front of me. But let's talk for a second about tripping kosher. Is tripping kosher going to be in Bravo in Miami or you're hoping that Guy Fieri features you guys on diners, drive-ins and dives? (laughs) <laughs> we hope for diners, drive-ins, and dives. We hope for barstool. Uh, we barstool. Uh, we all we have all that you know constantly running where we're in the background direct messaging with these guys to come visit us and all that. But uh, tripping kosher, which we have only really started filming again live uh, uh, recently, is coming. Happens to be they're coming next week, and we're filming about. So in between my, you know, you know, I'm not so busy, right? Uh, but in between my <laughs> schedule, I'm, uh, I have tripping kosher coming Sunday through Wednesday next week, where we're literally going to be filming, I think, in three days, like 30 or 35 restaurants, probably. Oh my gosh! So, all a lot of a lot of eating. <laughs> all in all in 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 Miami, all in Southern Florida. Uh, from Hollywood, a little bit of Boca, but Boca, but mainly from Hollywood down. And uh, I'm in the middle of calling all the kind of uh, pre- uh, you know producing all that now and helping to prep them to these restaurants to be ready and all that kind of stuff. And we're going to film Bravo as well. And and we have we've been dropping. People don't realize we've been dropping new videos every Thursday, even though we haven't been filming a lot lately because we filmed hundreds of videos before the pandemic, and uh, they're, they're just getting released now. So uh, it's it's really cool. That is unbelievable. And just tell me, the idea behind Tripping Kosher was what? The, the idea behind Tripping Kosher, uh, C.W. Silverberg, uh, the main guy, he called me up. He said, let's go have fun and tell stories across the country about kosher. It doesn't have to be restaurants. It, it can be uh, manufacturing plants. It can be uh, MREs, uh, military kosher uh, MREs. You right. know, uh, it could be uh, going to Alaska and telling a, you know, this crazy story that we're going to release eventually soon uh, about the only Jew in Sitka, Alaska religious Jew, um, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. And uh, if we wanted to be, we're, we're totally unsponsored in the sense that we are not shills for anything that we do. We tell a story if we're interested and we are just bringing you guys great kosher content that can be enjoyed, uh, you know, at any time. And we just, we have so many crazy things that are coming out soon. It's amazing. I tell you, I happen to love the videos. I really do. And with all, pu- with all puns intended, each video is easily digestible. And I mean that. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. I mean that sincerely. Like, you know, keeping the content tight, keeping it interesting. I mean, so many people are, myself included, releasing content all the time. But how do you keep the viewer engaged? How do you make them want so, to come back for more? 
So it's very interesting. It's all about our amazing, we're a three-person team. It's CW, it's myself, and uh, it's Svika Tal, who is the amazing producer, director, editor, everything. He was 20 years or so, I think, in the Discovery Channel producing TV, uh, and he has an amazing uh, ability to take Tons of us rant, tons of hours of us ranting and talking crap, and put it into something that's super enjoyable, very short and concise. Also, with the with the uh, the captions, makes it enjoyable at any time. And and it's uh, it's there's these little snippets that we really think people. Uh, get a kick out of that I really do I really do get a kick out of them and they are super well edited and they're also evergreen if you miss an episode you can always come back and watch it another time they're just really yeah. really good I love everything that you're involved in and I certainly love your energy and God knows your positivity so I please God Thank look you. forward to seeing you soon you have to tell me when you're filming next week so that I can work myself into your schedule and not be on camera. That is for sure. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, certainly let me know. And please stay in touch with this show and with this network. We love everything that you're doing. For sure. Thank you. Anytime we have, we have some major announcements coming soon. We have a lot of uh, uh, new incredible pizza stuff that is going to be happening. We're signing contracts with new locations, even beyond North Miami Beach already, that we'll announce eventually. And Judd's... Uh, itself, Judd's Memphis Kitchen in a, in a meat capacity will be coming to South Florida eventually soon as well. Wow. Well, continue to go mate, from strength to strength. Mikhail El Chayel, as they say. Amen. Thank you so much. Totally my pleasure, Judd. See you soon. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And my God, am I hungry. Good thing the live lunch is just up in a few moments. And, of course, we have a full afternoon of programming. We have the live lunch hosted by Nahum Siegel. We'll do a lot of talk about tomorrow morning. Absolutely. We have Throwback Thursday. We have the first post-Lagba Omer Arab Shabbos show hosted by Mark Samick this evening. No, we don't. No, we don't. I'm just kidding. I am just kidding. We're continuing music for the rest of the day. We are not having an Arab Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zomik. I was testing you guys. I was testing you, just making sure you're paying attention. But tomorrow morning, bum, bum, 6 a.m., do not miss Nahum Siegel as he hosts what he has been referring to as one of the most, please God, unbelievable shows of his career. Tomorrow morning, J.M. and A.M. from Art Scroll Studios in Rahway, New Jersey. It is, a, it is our Lagba Omer musical extravaganza. 6 to 11, that means that Naomi is preempted. We ask everyone to tune in. Every electronic device that you have, your Alexa, your this, your that, your iPod, I don't know, your Discman. As somebody said to me the other day, I still have my Walkman. I'm like, okay, you can't find us on your Walkman. Um, right, and of course, we'll be on Facebook Live. You want to make sure to watch everything that we're doing as well. We'll be on Instagram Live. We thank Mizrahi. We thank our sponsors. We thank our hosts. We thank our chairman. There are so many people to thank, and of course, God knows, I thank my family, and Nachum thanks his family as well. So don't miss a minute of any of our programming, any of our programming of Rami Host Saturday Night Single, Mosei Shabbat, starting at 9 p.m. Matasos JM Sunday, Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. We close today with, please God, my last a cappella song, but it's a goodie. It's Hafakta. By Bitachon. Yep, they're covering the diaspora hafachta, which, please God, we will hear tomorrow morning. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. You picked me up when I was down. Oh, yes, you did. You turned me on to a brand new sound. Sunshine on my mind, and you made me dance.
Jerusalem, Jerusalem, city of my dreams. City of my dreams. I've been this way some time before, or that's the way it seems. That's the way it seems. I walk the streets, I have seen your walls, and I've sung your songs, just waiting for the Son of David to come and take us. Let me go, 